U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken out hitting the airwaves, announcing that the U.S. is now green lighting the transfer of fighter jets from the U.S. over to Poland and then from Poland, apparently to Ukraine, so they can continue their fight against Russia. This is what Anthony Blinken sounded like over the weekend when he was being asked about this. If, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets, does that get a green light from the U.S. or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? Putin said it might. No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about Perfect. what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians. Uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? And we've talked about this previously. Putin has said that sanctions, cutting them off from global supply chains and different economic levers of power were analogous to war and saying that if your equipment that you donate over to Ukraine is used to kill their soldiers or their troops or their efforts, there could be serious consequences. And so what Blinken is saying is that they're not going to be actually using U.S. fighter planes to go engage in battle. They are instead going to donate these planes to refill the planes that the Polish are donating to support the war efforts on behalf of Ukraine. This is what the article tells us over from NBC. It says a White House spokesperson confirmed what Blinken already told us, said that the administration was in talks with Poland about a deal that would involve Poland donating its old Russian MiG fighters. You can see I took a clip of that here. This is the sort of uh, old MiG-29 that apparently... Poland is going to be giving over to Ukraine. Say, hey, take these. These are sort of hand-me-down airplanes. We don't really want these anymore. And so they're going to give those to Ukraine, and then they're going to purchase U.S.-made F-16 jets, which I'm sure is a very nice contract for whoever makes those jets to be now. So Poland is getting rid of their old planes, getting new planes. U.S. government contractors, I'm sure, are going to be happy to provide those for them. This is what else Blinken is saying, telling them, that they're going to give them what they need to fight the Russian aggression, but the United States or Poland, for example, are not going to be doing the fighting themselves. Here, how's that? How that sounds with Blinken? We're in very active discussions with them about that. Look, I've been in in, in Europe for the last couple of days, working closely as always with our allies and partners at NATO, uh, the European Union, uh, the G7 countries, and all of us together are continuing to take steps to increase the pressure. Uh, on Russia through uh, additional sanctions, all of which are very actively under discussion and will be implemented in the uh, in the coming days, as well as uh, taking further steps to give uh, the Ukrainians um, what they need to defend themselves against the Russian aggression. Defend themselves against the Russian aggression, because Putin said that if it's your stuff that we see out there on the battlefield, we're going to hold you accountable. President Zelensky, according to NBC, was out on the Zoom meeting circuit on Saturday, having a lot of meetings with a lot of people trying to bolster support for his embattled country, saying we need more pressure to be put on Russia. He was on a video conference call with about 300 members of Congress here in the United States. That's a lot of Congress people. On Saturday morning, Zelensky doubled down on the need to establish a no-fly zone over Ukrainian airspace. Multiple sources on the call tell NBC News. Marco Rubio on Twitter, you can see here, he posted about this 7.45 a.m. March 5th on Saturday, apparently, said 7.45, said on a Zoom call now, or yeah, on a Zoom call now with President Zelensky of Ukraine, and he's 
out there saying we need this no-fly zone. United States and Western allies have said that, you know, this would be a big problem. The creation of a no-fly zone would put you and the world on a crash course for World War III. It's a wider war. It would be direct military confrontation. The Russians are already flying over the airspace above Ukraine. That's what's causing so many problems for the Ukrainian people. And if you create a no-fly zone in order to police it, you have to necessarily shoot Russian aircraft out of the skies, which might anger them and trigger a you know, global escalation. Here is what Saki said about this at the White House. One of the rare times I agree with Ms. Saki here. President Zelensky is urging President Biden and NATO to impose this no-fly zone. You've said that this would uh, significantly escalate the situation. So just to be clear, is this a no-go for right now or is this completely off the table, something that you would not consider? Well, the president has been very clear uh, that he is not intending to send U.S. troops to fight a war with Russia. Good call. And I think what's important to note here is that is essentially what this would be a step toward yep. because a no-fly zone would require implementation. It would require deploying U.S. military to enforce uh, which would be a direct conflict, uh, potentially a direct conflict and potentially a war with Russia, which is something we are not planning to be a part of. Good. Yeah, that's the right answer. And obviously, if you are going to be creating a no-fly zone, well, you got to enforce it. Otherwise, you're creating something that really has no teeth to it and you kind of embarrass yourself more than you may have already done. So they're going to make sure they're going to be standing by that. I think, of course, that is the right call. NBC News continues, says that Putin was unhappy about this, of course, and the White House is going to give us a breakdown on the call between Zelensky, who is continuing now to sort of demand a little bit more, said, I'm very happy, Zelensky, that Visa and MasterCard suspended operations, but we need a little bit more to be done. He wants the no-fly zone. Now, Joe Biden and Zelensky, they did have a conversation. They spoke for about 30 minutes. Biden said that the decision and the turning off of Visa and MasterCard are welcomed. And this is the readout of the call. This is something that came over from the White House. President Biden highlighted the ongoing actions undertaken by the allies and the partners. I think they copy and pasted this from one of these prior phone calls. It's the same thing. Ongoing actions highlight the efforts, allies and partners, private industry got it said, we're very happy that some other agencies were able to do something here like Visa and MasterCard. We couldn't do anything. Glad they did. President Biden noted his administration is surging security. Humanitarian economic assistance to Ukraine, working closely with Congress to what? <gasps> Secure additional funding. That's right. A lot of money has to come out of these things because war is expensive. If you're going to be funding all of these guns and tanks and personnel, it's a lot of money. Biden reiterated his concern about the Russian attack on the nu nuclear power plant, saying he's glad the reactors are safe. The leader also discussed the talks between Russia and Ukraine. We'll see if those go anywhere. So speaking of money, guess who is there salivating, chomping at the bit? We see here, this is, of course, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He's from New York. He's one of the lawmakers on the call on that big, gigantic Zoom where they were waking up and uh, communicating with each other on that Saturday morning, told Zelensky, we're going to get that $10 billion in economic aid to the Ukrainian people quickly. Congress is going to spring into action. Two people on the call confirmed that to NBC News, said humanitarian aid, security assistance. We're just going to jump, spring into action. And I am sure they will. I have no doubt about it. I have uh, every faith that Congress will spend money because that's about the only thing that they can do. And I'm not saying it's not for a good cause, but here, this is something that I think, you know, both parties are very much in interest, uh, have interest aligned to 
see this situation escalate, and I think they have shown their cards every time we see them on the media, they actually seem to be salivating almost giddy and gleeful at the prospect of a global war and continued escalation with Russia, selling us something that I think many people in their instinctual guttural level recognize is problematic for humanity and for the world. But I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think about this down in the comments below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share this video with somebody and stick around because I look forward to seeing you on the next one.